1: Grinders, welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're gonna follow me on Twitter, and it's uh, Friday, November third. Talking about the NFL Week Nine slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Talking about G- GPP strategy. Join with me most Fridays. Score Patrol, right? I'm not gonna call you Millie Winner anymore. I think everyone knows that already. Uh,
0: it doesn't and, get old. Uh,
1: It doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. I mean, if that's, if that's what you want to be introduced as, you know, you do have the badge on the RG leaderboard. You should be proud of it. Uh, But uh, this slate coming up, uh, John, how come it feels like, like, it's like, okay, week nine's coming up. We got all the DFS players. They're all chomping at the bit, champing at the bit. Technically, it's at the bit. Uh, and uh, we're gonna give you the 10 game slate that doesn't include any of the teams that are playing this week that like are actually good. And yeah, like like the Dolphins and the Bills and the Bengals and the and the, the Chiefs, like they're all on island games or playing in New Europe or whatever, and you're stuck with here you go, here you go with half the games that are under 40 total. Do you do you feel like your 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 running theme on on this show has been like I'm just going to pick the team with the highest team total and just, like, run me down. Is there any team on the slate that you feel comfortable, like, like, like I'm just going to play a lot of this team, they're going to score a bunch of points and, and move on with my life?
2: No, it's a mess. This this week is a mess. It's it's a pretty unique mess. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of, like, the sometimes mid to late December slates. Where you'll have like an ice storm going up the East Coast, and like half the teams in the NFL are packing things in already. So you get a bunch of like rookie quarterbacks, like first time starting quarterbacks, and an ice storm. So you've got like, you know, a handful of games where the, you know, implied point total or whatever for the teams is, you know, below 17. But even in those slates, it's usually like 15 games because the bye weeks have passed by the time we get the really, really bad weather. This time we've got a bunch of bye weeks, like, game in like Germany or something. And then, yeah, we've got a bunch of backup quarterbacks. Like we've had bad quarterback injury, like karma this, this year. Um, And so you see like 40 to 50, I think like 40 plus percent ownership to Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts combined. Um, And then Dak Prescott adds another 10 something. And then suddenly you're at 50% of the ownership for quarterbacks going to three guys Two of whom are in the same game, so it's a it's a uniquely interesting kind of awful slate.
1: Well, if you if you want the slate to actually be good one on Sunday, why don't you hit that thumbs up button? Maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll actually help. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Uh, Davis Maddock had had a, a good point on the Swall cast. and I, I don't say I don't say much good stuff about Davis enough. I mean, he's he's a good player, but everyone picks on him. Uh, he said it on his shows that this is a perfect week for if you have a take of any type about any of these games or any of these teams, like this is like contrarian, like th- I would not be shocked if we've seen a lot of chalk weeks. We've seen a lot of weeks early in the season where 160% total ownership wins the Millie. I think this week has the best shot at a lineup that only has like 60 total ownership, winning the millie because we have condensed ownership on s- certain games and stacks ish, and then a lot of spread out. It's like we hey, take a look at e- every position, running back, especially running back and wide receiver, and like the difference between like the best play and like the fourteenth best play is like the difference of like one and a half points. Like, like there really should be no chalk, but we know that people condensed on what they're comfortable with. So this is really the week. Like if I don't think there's any, there's no, there's there's no, there's no take or team or really that's off. I don't think off completely off the board that if you wanted to say, I'm pushing my chips in on this, this game environment or this team that the ownership's the ownership's going to be that, like, you almost don't even have to worry about ownership as long as you're not playing multiple of the slightly over-owned players together.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree with most of that. Uh, and it's it could be a week where we see some salary left on the table is, like, a viable lineup. I, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to, like, leave salary on the table because I don't think there is a, a reason to, but it wouldn't shock me if you know, a lot of these guys are just low priced. Like the the high priced guys are all kind of in the same game, um, and so it, it wouldn't shock me if you have one of these other games that does go way over its total. And there's you know, and the guys in that game are all all low priced because they're all backups coming into this week. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good week to get off the board, and it, it's tough because two of my favorite quarterbacks, like going back the past few years, are Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, um, and I think I'm going to end up being under the field on them, and I. I, I came into the week and I first looked at it and I thought, you've got so many backup quarterbacks and people love backup quarterbacks. They, there's a joke, it's the favorite, most popular man in any city in, in the United States is the backup quarterback for the professional football team, right? Because everybody's like, oh, the you know, I don't like the top guy. The backup would do much better. And you've, so you've got all these like backup, Clayton Toon, and I don't even know really, like, who all these guys are. Um, and I think they're going to see a little bit more popularity than they, they should. And I thought, oh, I'm going to end up playing like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. But I think those guys are going to be so highly owned. I think it's going to be way over their optimal rates, if that makes sense.
1: Well, let's take a look at those quarterbacks in those games. Let's first take a look at the Ravens-Seahawks game. Ravens playing at home with a 25 implied team total. You have to think that Lamar plus Flowers plus Andrews, like that's, that's going to be jockey. It makes sense. I mean, that stack does make sense. But we saw last week, you play that stack, and Gus Edwards has three rushing touchdowns. Uh, How are you you handling this game? Is this the type of game where would you play the Geno Smith side to get different? Or is it the fact that if this game does go over its total, it's just so much more likely that Lamar is the one. The the, the Ravens side has more points anyway, so either play Lamar or just don't play the game. I think I'm going to
2: end up being underweight this game. Uh, I'm know, uh, Smith will be in my pool of quarterbacks, uh, but it's not an area that I necessarily want to target. Uh, I think my general thesis for this slate is going to be that I'm going to be underweight. The top most owned guys. I'm going to be underweight the really bad quarterbacks that I think are going to see outside his ownership. I'm going to try to hit that middle range. I think Gino is in that middle range, but he's not like, he's not my favorite of the guys. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had one one game over, like, 16 points this uh, this season. Uh, I, I, I think I'll have pieces of this game. Like, I'll ha- I'll, you're allowed to play, like, Zay Flowers without Lamar Jackson. You're la- allowed to play, like, Mark Andrews without Lamar Jackson. Um, so I'll have pieces of this game. I don't think – I'm going to try to be under the field on, like, the, you know, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers stacks.
1: Uh, and Geno's not necessarily a, a place of going out of my way to target. Right. I think playing like a DK Metcalf one-off Yeah, this time, I mean like $6,900 Metcalf is going to be fairly low owned. And on these types of slates, I like playing good players that just people aren't playing that you could look at Metcalf and go, "Yeah, can he go eight for one hundred and two touchdowns? Okay. Well given to me, if he's going to be under 5% owned, like, but it doesn't mean I'm necessarily playing a Geno Smith stack. It's like a one-off, a one-off guy here and a one-off guy there. And the same thing could be said with Mark Andrews. The tight end position is unique in the sense that not many tight ends could have ceilings, that if Mark Andrews has a two-touchdown game, like he may beat out any other tight end on the slate by 12-plus points, and you're going to kind of need him. So, like, my priority in this game, if anyone, would be a one-off Mark Andrews or a one-off like Lockett or Mecca.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think me playing some pieces in this game, I think this game might end up being a little bit overowned just because of the Lamar, Lamar Jackson is going to see such high ownership. And I think people will be trying to run that back with, with DK Metcalf or, or Tyler Lockett. And I th- think maybe the way to play it is just <clears throat> play those you know, Seattle guys without, the, without Lamar Jackson.
1: So let's go to the other game with two popular quarterbacks. Dallas at Philadelphia right Cowboys Eagles 24.75 implied total for the Eagles 21.75 for the Cowboys obviously hurts top of the heap i mean this is this is a game between two pretty good teams and the pricing here is not like like dude like good luck like what what are you doing with the rest of your lineup if you're playing hurts AJ Brown CD Lamb uh Where I mean, are you going to Goodwill to get like more salary? I mean, like, where where are you going panhandling or like? It just feels like to me in this game that these guys are priced like they need to. They you need thirty plus thirty five. You need you need this game to go off. There's no like one guy hits value and you're good in GPPs. And with them being, I mean, if we have AJ Brown at 22% owned, Lamb at 15, and then you have Pollard and Swift. You know, people are going to go back to Pollard after, like, burning them last week. Swift is 6,600, and we've seen with how the Eagles run their offense that at times Swift is like, okay, here's a three-yard carry, and and we're going to have Hurts run in a touchdown. So that's a little shaky. How are you handling this game? Is this, is this a game that – that if it, like you said, if Hertz and Dak Prescott are going to be highly owned, very similar to Lamar Jackson, are you much more likely to avoid the game, or do you mind? Do you mind playing a chalk AJ Brown one-off at eighty six hundred? Yeah, so I, I think you can
2: play pieces from this game. Uh, I think the paths to failure for like for Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott because they're going to be really highly owned. Like that's a, this game's a big decision point for the slate. Um, they have multiple paths for failure they could get priced off the winning lineup right another cheaper quarterback puts up a similar score and cheaper price um one way they like that jalen hurts and dak prescott can fail is simply that like yeah cd lamb catches three touchdowns or aj brown catches three touchdowns and you just need that receiver and then the quarterback is doing well but maybe not well enough for the for the price uh, so i like the idea of maybe trying to find some cheaper quarterbacks and pair them with the more expensive receivers from this game. And, and you can leave this game alone entirely. Uh, these are actually two pretty good defenses. I think they're both top eight in, in yards allowed, you know, per game. Um, I, I think they're, they're both, you know, just pretty good defenses. I, I think Dallas is a uh, top four in, in points allowed per game. Philadelphia is, I think a lot, a little bit more points, but I, the, this game has some of the few recognizable names on offense on the slate, and so I think people are going to like gravitate towards this game and act, treat this game like you have to. You know, you have to stack up this game. Like this game could be a dud, and if this game is a dud, it's taking out half the lineups in your contest. Um With you know Jalen Hurts seeing maybe like twenty percent or more more ownership, like Tony Pollard seeing a, a ton of ownership, AJ Brown's going to see a ton of ownership. Now, I'll definitely be, like, sprinkling these guys throughout my throughout my 150 set. Um, and even in single entry, like, I'll probably have, like, one, like, if I do, like, six single entry lineups, I'll probably have a Jalen Hurts team, and that'll probably put me under the field on Jalen Hurts. Uh, and, you know, I'll have A.J. Brown mixed in with some other quarterbacks. Like That might still put me under the field on A.J. Brown. So I think we take pieces from this game, but it's a big decision point. And i a divisional matchup between two good teams, two good defenses, like, if this game just just this game busts it like wipes out half the lineups in the field i mean i don't know Like, it, it's an appealing place to be under
1: the field you know you know what the leverage is in this game what taking the defenses yeah yeah I mean, that's, that's a good, good point. point cowboys defense
2: yeah i like, and, and defensive scoring is so random Like that's that's a good call these these defenses will probably be very low owned uh um, and if like what if the scoring is a couple kick return touchdowns, you know, or, or, you know, anything, any kind of defensive touchdown, anything can happen. A guy drops the ball and then, you know, the other team's running it back. Um, And that's, you know, getting the the offense off the field. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a really interesting call.
1: Okay. So now that we mentioned what's kind of going to be the chalk, what's a game that you're looking to target?
2: So I I have an interesting one and I'm trying to like separate my, my home team bias but I think uh, Washington and the Patriots is kind of interesting. Um, like Washington's raising the white flag. And it's it's actually not a surprise. I'm kind of waiting for this. And I think it might even be a little bit premature. But, I mean, it, it, they've traded away two of their top five, two of their first-round draft picks from the past five years, both players on defense, like both pretty good players, like Chase, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Uh, and you know, new ownership. You often see some changes. I think the new ownership like took official ownership too close to the start of the season to make like wholesale changes in the in the off season. But now, like now, they're starting to put their mark on the team. Um, like, I don't know. Like the Patriots are playing at home; they've looked terrible, so nobody wants to go there. They're really, really cheap, and they're facing a defense that was bad anyway. It's like Washington's been one of the worst defenses in the league. They just traded away two of their best players. Uh, that can not just have like a personnel impact, but you know, they, if you're standing on the Washington defense and you see like two of your team leaders are just shipped off, uh, that that can have an impact. Uh, and so maybe you start playing for yourself a little bit more, you know, than you're you're playing for the team. Um, I, I like the Patriots side a lot this this week. Demario Douglas from under Stevenson and he, even some Mac Jones.
1: How about the how about the Sam Howell side playing it from that way because. Truthfully, I had this game on my list as games to target, but I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a thesis here. I think this game is going to be much higher on than people think. I think this this people are going to do exactly what we've done because we're yeah. going to see, like, Demario Douglas may be, like, cash viable and Ramondre Stevenson may be cash. Like, once we start seeing, guys, Terry McLaurin at 5,600, once I see things hit optimal lineups in multiple projection sets... I go okay how do people build lineups they build lineups using mean projections and next thing you know you're getting howell mclaurin stevenson lineups and then you're getting mac jones douglas mclaurin logan thomas lineups uh i mean i did the same in lineup hq and the number one game that shows up in exposure compared to ownership is this game i'm with you keep game i love i love because you could build around this game and then still play aj brown and then still play Alvin Kamara and then still play you could still play expense you know vom- it's a vomit stack in price but my concern is that will it be a vomit stack in ownership i don't like playing into owned vomit i want my vomit john yeah. yes to be to be to be i don't want people looking around at my vomit i want my vomit to be in a corner and me the only one handling it
2: right yeah i, I feel the same way um but yeah i, I know what you're saying I'd be surprised if it sees that much ownership. Maybe. I think that people are going to dra- gravitate to the Philadelphia Dallas game uh, just because the Patriots have looked terrible. I think you can, you can play the Sam Howell side. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but, you know, because the Patriots, uh, I think, are down uh, defensive quarterback, and they haven't been a great defense either. So I, I think you can absolutely play the Washington side as well. Uh, but it, it is a game that I'm interested in stacking. And it, it, it's interesting because. Like this game total is actually not that low. Like the Patriots have a 21, you know, 21 and three quarters implied point total. Like that's, that's kind of upper middle pack, I think for the, uh,
1: for the slate. You know, here's a game I'm targeting on my list. It's second on my list. Cause that game was first on my list. Second game on the list. This game has under a 40 total, but it's, it, it fits the same profile as far as cheapness is concerned and that's the Giants Raiders game okay Daniel Jones this is not Tyrod Taylor this is not Tommy DeVito this is if Daniel Jones is back uh Waller is out so like you could play like Daniel Bellinger at 2500 as a punt tight end and you could legitimately pair Daniel Jones with Saquon Barkley like you could you could legitimately play an entire game stack of this game if you want like, and you play Jones, Barkley, Bellinger, Slayton, and then run it back with either Jacobs or Adams or Myers. And like, that's the game. And if you want to do the, the the Aiden O'Connell side, I mean, you have all these cheap pieces on the way back. Like, I think that, yeah, the Giants have a slightly lower total. Like, this game has a slightly lower total. It's two bad teams also. But I mean, it's two bad teams. I mean, the, the, these are the shit show games where... Just because they're bad teams, they're bad teams all around. So, who knows? This one slip, uh, you know, on defense, and one, you know, strip sack fumble. The field turns around, a block punt, and it's one of those types of games. And who knows what the scoring is? I mean, you have Devontae Adams. He wants the ball, right? He wants the ball badly. He's getting into. He's getting a rookie quarterback that. The last time that O'Connell played. You just basically, look, where's Devontae Adams? I'm throwing him the ball. What make? Why should this game be, like, much lower owned than, like, the Commanders-Patriots game?
2: Yeah, I agree. And, like, this, this has some interesting players in the game. Like, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley are pretty similar players in my head uh, where they have bad games and they still put up put pretty good fantasy scores. Uh, because they're receiving running backs to get a big chunk of the workload. Um, and they tend to be expensive and nobody likes to play them because they're expensive. And they're like, they're like not, they don't fit our concept of like a star player that's really outperforming. Like they're kind of underperforming, but still putting up pretty good running back scores regardless. Uh, and it's just like the concentration of the offenses on this team. It, it is, it's a game that actually doesn't really need to even score that many points. It's just we kind of know where the points are likely going to be scored. Right? It's probably going to be scored between you know, like Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, maybe some Devontae Adams and, and Jacoby Myers. Uh, and that's, that's kind of about it. And then you can always like play the, the cheaper tight ends uh, and you, you're kind of hoping to get a touchdown. But, you know, with, with no Travis Kelsey on the tight end slate, that's kind of the best you can hope for. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think this is a game that I'll be going to. I'll have a lot of Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's just fitting like the, the Giants defense has been bad. Um, Jacobs gets so much opportunity. I'll have some Devontae Adams um, squeaky wheel narrative again for the like fifth consecutive week. But, I mean, this is a guy that gets like 20 targets in a game sometimes. Um, Aiden O'Connell probably helps. So, yeah, I, I, it's a game I'm interested in. None of it feels comfortable, but um, I agree. I, you know, I'm interested in being over the field on the game.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate – Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Here's another game that I think the pieces of this game will be popular on one side, but not the other, and that's the Saints-Bears game. The Saints have a 20, uh, almost a 25 implied total. They have one of the highest totals on the slate, right? Baltimore's 25. Philadelphia, 24.75. New Orleans, 24.75. I mean, Carr, Kamara, Olave. Could always throw in a Michael Thomas, right? I'm not sure what you do on the other side of the ball. Maybe that's where you fill in your tight end spot with Cole Komet or something. Uh, what's wrong? What's wrong? They're the only... I mean, the only thing about the Saints is that whenever you play the Saints, uh, Taysom Hill uh, ruins your day. Rashid Shahid has come up in price. I played a lot of him last week when he went three for like 150. Uh, I mean, he's a big play type of guy. I mean, people are going to look at these implied team totals and go, well, they know what they're getting with Kamara and they kind of know what they're getting with Olave. I think as individual pieces, Kamara and Olave will be some of the higher owned players on the slate. But do you think that many people are going to be playing like a Saints stack or, or any bears? I mean, even they're playing in the dome. So like DJ Moore, 5,900. I mean, all he has to do is catch a couple of passes, but I mean, of course it's Bajan throwing the ball, but you know, the environment there in the Superdome. I mean, that's typically we target domes right. on a T on a, on a game score. That isn't like, in comparison, not like horribly worse than a lot of these other games.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's another place you can go. I, it's I, my my thesis for the week, I think, is going to be, yeah, like underweight, like, you know, the really high-owned quarterbacks. I, I think the, the unknown, totally unknown guys will see more ownership because people love playing like unknown guys. Um, And so, like, the underweight those guys, it, assuming they hit like 3 or 4% instead of like half a percent. And I'm going to be overweight guys like Mac Jones and like Derek Carr, um these quarterbacks that are like professional quarterbacks that have played before in the NFL um but they like people don't, generally don't like to play uh, i'm probably going to have more of like the Chris Olave side than the Alvin Kamara side i think i think kamara could see pretty high ownership like those the game logs look really really nice but i don't know um, like he's definitely a, a high part you know high usage piece of the offense I guess I'm more interested in Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara, if that makes sense. Like, if I have to make that that trade off of picking one of the running backs, I kind of prefer Jacobs because I think they're about similarly projected. And I think um, Kamara is a lot more expensive and probably going to be higher owned. Um, so I, you know, but I'll, I'll still be playing a lot, a decent amount of Alvin Kamara. Like, Kamara will be one of my highest owned running backs, but I might end up under the field, I think, if he hits like 25, 30% ownership
1: you mentioned professional quarterbacks. There's another one that has a pretty decent implied team total that maybe people don't like playing. And that's Gardner Minshew of the Colts. Indianapolis has a 23 implied team total. They're heading to Carolina 20 and a half implied team total. The Panthers defense is awful. Okay. (laughs) The Colts defense ain't great either. Uh, I think more people will be playing Jonathan Taylor than we'll be playing Pittman or Downs. Why can't we play? Why can't we do, you know, Kyle Granson comes back. He's 2,700 at tight end. You could pair him there. you got outside of Thielen, all the Panthers are cheap. Hubbard, Mingo, Jark, or something like that. Or you could obviously play Adam Thielen at 7,500. How much interest do you have in this game? With your 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 whole notion of you don't want to play these unknown guys. Yeah, well, Gardner Minshew is a perfect. It's he's more of. Is he a backup quarterback? I mean, for the Colts this year, but I mean, he's started plenty of games throughout the course. He's not. He's not an unknown quarterback. And Bryce Young, although being a rookie, has shown to be halfway competent to to run a, an offense that. You know you don't expect complete nonsense out of this game.
2: Right. Yeah, I agree. No, I think this is the, the next natural game to talk about in that, that thesis, right, of, of like, you know, somewhere above the, the total bottom of the barrel but below the really highly owned game. I think it's just, uh, you know, the, the Colts and Panthers here. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm, like, more interested in the Colts side. I, I'm seeing the teams with about equal ownership, I think. But, yeah, much more interested in the Colts, interested in Gardner Minshew and the Colts passing game. Um, I, I think people have been... Playing them a little bit uh, the past few weeks, I think this is the best environment for them so far. Like the Panthers defense has been terrible. There's no reason to think it's going to stop being terrible. And yeah, 23 implied point total is like really high for this slate. <laughs> um, you know, there's only 20 teams to pick from. Um, and if we're, we're kind of going under this hope that the Eagles Cowboys game is highly owned and maybe busts. Um, like this is one of the next teams on the list is the Colts. Um, so I agree. I think you can go Michael Pittman. I think you can go Jonathan Taylor, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, give me give me all the Colts.
1: So what other game? I mean, these those were the four games that I had on my sheet. I mean, are you We have like the Vikings Falcons game, we have the Cardinals Browns game because there's only 10 games on the slate. Yeah. So, we could go through like Rams Packers, Buccaneers, Texans. Is the reason like Rams Packers doesn't work for you because like if it's going to be ripping versus Love, like the Rams are also, the receivers are also expensive for that implied team total. The Packers look awful. And then you got like a backup. Who knows what the Vikings are going to do. I mean, like, are these the games? Like you I, you take a look at professional quarterback, you go, well, Baker Mayfield, CJ Stroud. Does, does the Buccaneers-Texans game make your list as high up as these other games?
2: Not as high up, but it is a game i'll have some interest in particularly like the the houston side uh cj stroud has looked good um you maybe he's uh he he hasn't looked as good the past couple of weeks but i I think that's okay with me i I would expect him to get better as the season goes on so i'm willing to maybe interpret that as a little bit of a blip um and like nico collins and tank dell are much better wide receiving core than i would have thought at the beginning of the season so yeah i have some interest in some stacks. Um, I, I think the you know, the Bucks passing defense can give up some some big plays and like Nico Collins and Tank Dell can get some big plays. So uh, this is is a game I have some interest in, particularly like the CJ Stroud and his wide receivers as a stack.
1: But we have here bro, the Browns have a twenty three point implied total. Yeah. And it seems like no one wants to play the Browns. Is the I so- mean I mean is it is this, this more of a Jerome Ford and move on or David Njoku move on but do you I mean PJ Walker Njoku Cooper I mean I'm all I'm all I'm putting out here is that that I'm looking at implied point totals and like the Browns have one of the higher ones and I don't see much ownership here are you willing to take a shot I don't know if you play the Cardinal side anymore I mean I mean, who the hell, who, I mean, Kyler Murray's not, they're going to have Clayton Toon out there. That's one of those unknown a player quarterbacks. Do you just see that, like, the high probability that this game just is like the Browns wanting to make, have P.J. Walker, the Browns are at home and they're a eight and a half point favorite. I don't think they want to screw it up by having P.J. Walker sling the ball yeah. down the field much that, this may be a game where, and they don't want, and the Cardinals probably don't want Clayton Toon to sling on the ball, that this may be the game that has like 74 rush attempts between both teams.
2: Right. Uh, I was looking through my best ball teams. And I saw I had a Clayton Toon team. I'm like, what in the world is this? It's like, oh, the, I remember like the air conditioning went out. My weight started screaming. And I was like, oh, I, like I. so I started this best ball draft. And the whole thing just auto-drafted. And I ended up with some Clayton Toon. Like all right, yeah. You know, look at Clayton Tune. Um, I I think the thing with this game is that the expectation we probably know what's going to happen uh, in this game, and it, it probably is the Cleveland defense is going to be pretty dominant. Um, and then you've got a little bit of a split backfield between Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. It looks like maybe like some Pierre Strong, and it, maybe if it's a three headed backfield, I don't know if I like want to want to go there. I'll probably end up in my one fifty set with some Jerome Ford Cleveland defense, like stacks in case, in case Jerome Ford is the guy. And then, you know, the Cleveland defense does dominate. Then I, I think that's a pairing. that makes sense. Uh, you know, so I, I might try to be over the field of Jerome Ford. I, the thing with like these split backfields is sometimes it's not a split backfield. And then you're getting a guy that does really well at, at lower ownership. But like, I, you know, we're seeing like 12, 13% ownership uh, on Ford that seems about right. You know, maybe even a little bit less, maybe like 10%. And you know, maybe go out of your way to pair them with the, the Browns defense. If you have the salary. Um, so, but I, I think that's the way to attack this game. And I, I know that's like the, the thing that seems obvious, but I, it's just so hard to imagine it going any other way.
1: Yeah. Any, any interest in a $3,700 Trey McBride coming off a ten ninety five one game that I don't know if you'll ever see again. I mean, I don't think he'll be heavily owned, but I mean we have him at double digit owned. It's like, oh, who else is the Clayton Toon gonna throw the ball to? I don't know about you, but I I don't buy into recency bias and like I don't Arizona has a fourteen and a half implied team total. It's the lowest on the slate. I, I'm I'm not prioritizing mid price tight ends from the worst team on the slate.
2: Right. I mean, I'll I'll play some Trey McBride. I think he's a good, he actually is like a good tight end. And so I I think he's like the highest projected guy at the $3,700 price tag or below. So I'm going to end up with some Trey McBride in my lineups, but I I don't love it. Um, If he he does end up being, you know, really highly owned because of his game last week, I'll, I'll end up being under the field. Uh, but he is also, he's the best projected tight end that I, I've got, I think that most people have at 3,700 or below. So I think particularly on DraftKings, I'll, I'll definitely end up with some Craig McBride. I don't feel great about it. Like, it's the kind of thing where if he gets a goose egg, I'm going to look back and think, well, well, yeah, like, why was I playing the tight end paired with Clayton uh, Toon, you know? So, uh, but, but he is a talented player. So there's an argument for playing him, but there's a pretty strong argument for being under the field, particularly if he starts to, like, exceed this, like, 10 11 15% ownership.
1: Well, an article that you tend to look at here uh, for premium members, the NFL DFS optimal stacks tool, we have that for draftkings and for fanduel, and that is tied all of our simulation outputs we've had over the past 2 or 3 years, slate IQ for baseball and basketball. They're tied to a system that we've had and we've been doing this with our projections and ownership for quite a while, and now we've provided the start of uh, having an, a user interface for you to build lineups based on it. It's called Sim Labs. John, I played, uh, I, I used Sim Labs for my showdown lineups yesterday. Yeah. And I looked through a bunch of different options and everything. I was constantly getting like Najee Harris and Jalen Warren together. And, like, typically, it's like, oh, well, if you play one of the running backs, you don't want to play both of the running backs. It's like, well, based on our simulations, like, this is how games play. Like, like it's play-by-play-based simulation. So these, like, I was building lineups. I had a lot of lineups that had, like, Warren, Harris, Henry, and Spears. And, yep. like, running all these running backs. And then having Deontay Johnson way more than DeAndre Hopkins. Having... Uh, uh, Nick Falk, way more than Boswell. And I didn't make money yesterday, but I, I, I had some lineups that were like heading into the fourth quarter. I'm like this, I have several outs to have the nuts, uh, didn't get there. But if it weren't for Sim Labs, I would be in line of HQ making rules that really go against what the simulated output kind of is. Because when you look at something like the optimal stacks tool, it just, it's like, it doesn't give you the whole pe- It doesn't give you the whole lineup. It just says, it's like, oh, well this, this guy, this quarterback appeared in 7% of the top 0.1% lineups, but like with two of their pass catchers, with a run back, with the, what other players were in the line? Like, it doesn't tell you any of that. You have to kind of piece that together for yourself. Sim labs, like it doesn't, for you. So I don't know. Have you been playing around with the uh, with Sim Labs, which is free right now? You can go to rotogrinders.com slash Sim Labs. You can play around with it. We're gonna load the uh the, the Sunday main slate in today, and we're also gonna have the island game, the, the Frankfurt Germany Island showdown game, also in there. Right now it's just for DraftKings NFL, and we will be adding FanDuel, we'll be adding NBA, we'll be adding sport by sport as t- as time goes on, but you could try that out for free and then soon it'll just be for premium members. But John, have you, have you played around with it a bunch? A little bit, not as much as I would like to. I, I said last week, I think it's, it strikes me as just
2: a, an easy way to make really good lineups and which is great. Like I, you know, I think that's what a lot of people are, are looking for. Uh, I think showdown is a particularly good use for this, for this tool. Uh, and like a lot of what you're saying is counterintuitive like that oh yeah like why would you play like the the Tennessee kicker over the uh you know over the Pittsburgh kicker like why would you play a bunch of running backs from the same teams like you know like four running backs you know from the you know two from each team in the same same lineup but like with a game like the one we had last night where the point total was like 37 36 or something that actually all makes sense and like if you think about like how random like kicker and defensive scoring can be. Like that's why a lot of people like kick that out of their like season long leagues. It's just like these kind of random numbers. Um but if you're basically have the opportunity to take two random numbers, right? Um, you know, or I take two numbers and it's gonna be random and you're gonna win. Like take the lower number, right? The lower o- owned number. Uh, so like take the lower owned kicker, take the lower owned defense um because it's just a random number and everybody else is taking this other one. Like take the one that nobody else is taking. Like all of this makes sense and is built into this tool, which makes it really impressive. I the, the problem is I, I want to really use it for showdown, um, and I'm always doing NBA now when when these showdown games are about to uh, <laughs> about to kick off. But yeah, I uh, I really want to like the London game or the, sorry the Germany game. I think is a, a really interesting case because like I can use that now. You know, kind of wake up early or maybe late Saturday nights. I'm running some lineups, you know, figuring out this tool. Um, I just get, yeah, get like 20 good lineups. They're, they're different, like change the default settings to like to anything other than default settings, run 20 lineups. Um, and, you know, you know, maybe you're, you're putting in some of your you know, favorite correlations or players um, and then just enter that, like they have the 20 max for the showdowns usually or, or entered in the main contest. And uh, I think you, you'll be surprised how good the results
1: are. Now, what I like doing is that you could use this. You could use this with the main slate, and we don't have it loaded in yet. But, like, I ran, like, a small field, medium, right, or whatever. And you could change some of the – and all this does is just change the what the rating is based on. So any lineup that comes out of SimLabs should be not bad. That's a better way of me putting it. Like, you're not going to get bad lineups. You have to judge how – good. The difference between the little one one how they realize their equity like that, if you want, but you're not gonna get bad lineups. So, like, there's no such thing as correct set. Like, how do I get these lineups that like no? Every lineup that comes out of SimLabs is a lineup that would be competitive in whatever contest field that you have in here. It just do you want to prioritize one metric over the other? So I, I say that in the advanced settings, like there's this projection weight. Right. In theory, if you set this to one hundred percent that you want the Sim Labs rating, right, that we rate it by in your set, to be one hundred percent projection, that means the highest rated lineup in your set will be the same lineup that if you went to Lineup HQ and did the top mean projected lineup optimally, right, it would say that's the best Sim lab rated lineup. And if you like did a hundred percent correlation. The top rated lineup would be the most correlated line. The lineups underneath it could be fine, are are good. It's just that how do you want your lineups to be rated? All the lineups, no matter how you rate them, are going to be fine. So, like, people are like, well, well, do you set this setting? Do you set that setting? It's like, what I do is that on a slate like yesterday, for instance, I mean, I'm going to use it for the slate that's, you know, the Miami doesn't apply to the Miami uh, Chiefs game is that on a lower scoring game, typically in showdown, and John, you know this, the less correlation matters, right? When not much scoring is happening, you'll get the weird wide receiver and the captain with no quarterback and then like the defense and the opposing because there's just not much scoring. When there, when it's a a 42 to 30 game, all these points are correlated to each other you're less you're less likely to get this mismatch of other stuff so what i did was like okay i want to i want to focus way more on the s- simulated plays like way more and i don't care i really don't care much about correlation at all in the lineups right and then everything else could be whatever it is like ownership weight is not really ownership it's uh the the ownership versus optimal rate so it's like, I want to play lineups that aren't correlate, that don't need to be correlated, but are still going to be underowned. So, like yesterday we had in our Sims that Hopkins was overowned. So as I put up the ownership weight, that means I'm going to get less Hopkins. Right? That's people look at it and like, no, I want a higher own lineup. It's like, no, I want higher optimal rate players in my lineups compared to their ownership. So that's what that does. So like I brought that up to something like that. And then I just, what I did, I just ran, like, like, I'm going to run 20 lineups. And you'll see how fast they are, right? So I can run like this. I just want to show it off a little. Especially to you, John, because you you haven't fooled around with this that much. Do you agree, at least, with my assessment of, like, how you could use this? Yeah.
2: And I think it, it gets you off of those, like, heavily duplicated lineups that everybody plays in showdown, which is the best thing you can do.
1: So here, here's some lineups based on that. I mean, obviously I did this for the, the previous slate. So here's 20 lineups. If you don't like a lineup, you could just exit out and they'll replace it with the next another lineup. But what I also like to do is it'll give you exposures. The 20 lineups, you'll always get 20 lineups or whatever the amount hundred lineups, whatever you put in. So let's say you're playing the 20 max or something. Like if you want less of a guy, just, plus or minus and it'll just take one of the lineups out and replace it with another lineup with, and what I did yesterday is it's like, Oh, I'm getting D hop in like 35% of my lineups. And it's like, I want to play a little bit more exploitively. I hit the minus button a couple of times. So I only had 20% of Hopkins and it just replaced those lineups with other similarly rated lineups that didn't have him in it. Right. I could go to captain. I could go, Oh, I don't, I, I want more, a Rah- Raheem Mostert captain lineups. Well, I could just press the button. There, done. Right? I want another, I want 15%. There, give me that. And one less Tyreek Hill captain lineup. Done. Right? You could go to the flex position and go, uh, yeah, I think I'm, uh, I'm not getting enough uh, Cedric Wilson. Okay, so press the, there. So you got to get one extra line. Here, now he's at 20%. Where you go, I'm getting uh, too much, uh, too much uh, Jalen Waddle. You won't let, and just, Next thing you know, you're like, okay, you take a look through these lineups. These lineups should be fine. And you'll get different combinations. It's like some of them will be 5-1. Some of them will be 3-3. Some of them will be, but you can see all these metrics right down here of what goes into this SimLabs rating. And you could say, it's like, oh, okay, certain lineups are more likely to cash, but less likely to win-win. And some lineups are more likely to win, but less likely to cash. And if you want to just say, I just want to play a ton of lineups that are just so much more likely to come in the top 100. And I don't care if I have a minus 95% day when it doesn't happen. You can do that or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you talk
2: about like the levers of ownership and correlation, right? All, all the time. Like this is a tool where you can just literally just slide those levers up and down and you you get good lineup. So, uh, yeah, I'm really
1: intrigued to, to play around with this. Uh, you have uh, some articles. You have Hitting the Nuts. You do you do hitting the nuts for for NBA also right? Yeah, so Tuesdays and
2: Thursdays for NBA, which is good because it's like much more manageable slates. But then they're also on prime time, so you get to sit down, turn on TNT, and and watch the the slate. You know, sometimes the entire slate is just all all night on TNT. Um, and so Tuesdays and Thursdays for NBA, then NFL usually kind of late afternoon. I, I come out with the top stacks article um under the hitting the nuts brand um, that has you know basically a, a look at the Optimal rates, you know, from our optimal tool, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, you know what I think of that. And sometimes I say I, I think you should play, you know, I, I think you should play this quarterback anyway, even though he's showing up as negative leverage. Uh, but it, it does like the the optimal stacks tool does change my thinking sometimes on these on these outcomes uh, and the way that I'm going to like allocate my portfolio of, of ownership across my players. So um, yeah, got that coming out, and then the show with James to win usually comes out like Friday nights. We record it. Usually, you know, around uh, three o'clock on Fridays, and then uh, comes out a few hours after that. Uh, and then I've got UFC content. I don't know when I'm going to do that, but probably tonight. <laughs> um, and we've got a, a late starting UFC slate. I think it's like six p.m. tomorrow, so should be out in time for uh, for that
1: by tomorrow afternoon. Well, whatever whatever you have planned for that two two fights were just scrapped while we were really on this show. Yeah, two, during weigh-ins. Yeah. I saw, the, uh, yeah, I saw the fight or whatever. I, I saw it. I saw it out of the corner of my eye, as uh, as on Twitter on my tweet deck. So yeah. So I saw that, they missed weight. I,
2: I thought it was going to go on, even though they missed weight. Um, that is interesting because like two fights out takes takes a lot out of the slate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It says here that Bonfim Pichel and Marcos Hugo are off.
2: Oh, uh, oh. Okay. So the female fight's still going on. Um, so I think we'll, okay, Marcos, and okay, that's interesting.
1: Okay, well, you can get the MMA stuff if you're a Roto Grinders premium member. Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. You could follow. You could follow John Squirrel Patrol at jbrezel underscore whatever. Just, yeah, you'll see it in the articles. Click on his name, and you'll get you'll get you'll get there, right? Uh, and uh, and yeah, so uh, look out for his content. Hit that like button. Anyway, at the door, hit the like button. Send any questions, questions at theoryofdfs.com. We got uh, we got tons of content coming out today for NBA, NHL. This NHL stuff, this soccer stuff for tomorrow, soccer projections, MMA, PGA, Sim Labs. Go try out Sim Labs. Right, go play around with it. Even if you're not going to play the, the 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 Miami Chiefs slate, but uh, we'll have the main slate up there soon today. So play around with it. It's free for a limited time. Rotogrinders.com/simlabs, and if you have any questions about it, join our Discord. Rotogrinders.com/discord. There is a Simlabs beta channel, and you could ask questions, and I, I answer stuff. and And Jamino's in there, and Bob Reeves is in there, and every, every, so you could ask whatever you want. Dan's always harping about stuff how easy it is in there. So go check that out, and uh, yeah, I'll see you back on Monday. Right? Like, because that's what we do here. 11 o'clock in the morning, talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy. Props and pick on Roto Grinders today.